Alternative Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing, brother, doing. What's the old eye doctor today? Found out you're as blind as a bat? Uh, found <laughs> out my right eye is worse than my left eye. But one good note is they thought I had glaucoma, you know, early onset glaucoma before I came there the last time. Mm-hmm. This time they say they don't even they don't even see it. I don't even see a hint of it. So no cloudy see, eyes for you. No cloudy eyes for me. That's good. The only reason why my eyes are cloudy is because I got chronic dry eye. So gross. I can deal with that. Well, we can always try to make I you need cry. To cry more. We can do. We can probably probably do that. Oh, we could probably do that with, with this football talk. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'll be lucky if I don't end up crying. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to business. Starting off with college football in the top 25, baby. Here we go. Number one, Georgia easily handled Mississippi State on the road, 45-19. Number two, Ohio State rolled to an easy win at home against Indiana, 56-14. Number three, Michigan took care of Nebraska, 34-3. Number four, TCU won a defensive struggle, 17-10 over number 18, Texas. Number five, Tennessee showed out offensively a week after being stifled to the tune of a 66-24 route of Missouri. Uh, Here we go. Number six, Oregon lost a close game at home against number 25, Washington, 37-34. More on that later. Number seven, LSU struggled against Arkansas and Lafayette, winning 13-10. Number eight, USC looking to keep the Pac-12 playoff hopes alive as they routed Colorado 55-17. It took a comeback and a huge fourth quarter defensive stop, but number nine Auburn bounced back from their loss last week on the road to win this time against number 11 Ole Miss, 30 to 24. Number 10 Clemson also bounced back from a loss to beat Louisville, 31-16. Uh, let's see here, uh, number 12 LSU, UCLA, sorry, lost 34-28 at home to Arizona. Number 13. Uh, Utah routed Stanford 42 to 7. Number 14 Penn State blank Maryland 30 to nothing. Number 15 UNC that'd be North Carolina uh, squeaked out a victory over Wake Forest 36 34. Number 16 North Carolina State lost 21 to 20 at home to Boston College. Excuse me. Number 17 Tulane lost at home to number 22 UCF 38 to 31. Number 19 Kansas State rolled over Baylor in Waco 31 to 3. Number 20, Notre Dame had a nail-biting win over Navy, winning 35-32. Let's see here. Number 21, Illinois suffered a home loss to Purdue, 31-24. And number 24, Kentucky lost at home to Vanderbilt, 24-21. Cooper, your takeaway from the top 25. UCLA and freaking Arizona? Yeah, right? Come on, man. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, UCLA is going to need to bounce back um, to get some respect on themselves but at this point and i'm gonna explain why here in a little bit because of what happened i'm almost rooting for sc to kind of win out to at least have some pac-12 representation in the playoff right so i mean other than the fact that even though i do want that i also kind of want oregon to still make conference championship and go to the rose bowl 
The only way that's going to happen, though, is if they beat SC in the Rose, and I mean, not in the Rose Bowl, but in the conference championship, if uh, SC can win out the rest of the way. So I'm going to be conflicted if the Pac-12 championship comes down to us right. and SC, because it's like, I kind of want SC to win to go to the playoff, but I also kind of want Oregon to win so they go to the Rose Bowl, since we kind of just shot ourselves in the foot. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. I was a little shocked. Um... Not really shocked that Bama ended up winning, but almost losing again. And then Ole Miss, though, just not getting a stop that they need to get off the field to end up beating Alabama. Yeah, you were actually watching that game this weekend. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Ole Miss's jerseys were pretty cool looking. Yeah, they went back. They went with a throwback baby blues. It, I, I agree with you, too. I think they look a little bit better than their uh, – Darker blue. Yeah. It, it, it's almost a weird callback to Houston Oilers' old uniforms. Yeah, man. I was looking at that. So, going, wow. It's, that is, you know, cool. Color scheme-wise, it's basically the same. The baby blue, a little bit of red, and the white, yeah, which man. is a nice color combination. Would like to see that happen again, but I'm sure the Texans are not going to try to buy the history of the Oilers back from Tennessee. And I don't see the Titans moving there anytime soon, especially since they did get an agreement to build a new stadium in nashville so hopefully next time wwe's there they'll actually fill the whole thing oh <laughs> oh dang man just put it on like that yeah you know um a little surprised though notre dame had so much trouble over navy they were up but they didn't score a point in the second half and got lucky that they held on to win against navy that's a little bit surprising yeah man definitely is and then um, I believe it's this week. LSU is going to be featuring their um, 1918 uniforms. If you haven't seen them, check them out. There's an awesome video floating around on TikTok right now, and I'm sure you can probably find it on the LSU Athletic Department's website, and of course um, TikTok in any other forums, um, probably through their app or Facebook or whatever. Those things are pretty sweet. They're anywhere on social media. There you go. Yeah, basically anywhere on social media, you'll be able to find it, or like I said, on their website. It looks cool. I mean, they're doing a, a call back to the time that they actually took the whole 1918 year off because pretty much all members of the university, male that were part of the football team, and even some coaches um, entered into World War One with mm-hmm. the United States. Um, and then they're honoring the pe- the, the um, teams that have fallen, and they're also not going to have a nameplate on the back of their jersey for the unknown soldiers who have passed and weren't identified. And uh, their all their uniforms, their uniforms going to have some um, oak for Oak Grove, which is their cemetery that honors their fallen heroes from uh, night, uh, World War One. Mm-hmm. And also, their helmet is purple, but in certain light, you can actually see it transition to yellow. Oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah, it looks sick, and I love it. And I'm I'm here for it for LSU on that one. All right, well, from that to now, we get to talk about my ducks. So I'm going to stay away from my conspiracy that the NCAA does not want Oregon as a champion and stick with just the poor coaching decisions by Oregon's coaching staff in this game. Because it's that same crew that I've been seeing the past few times we've lost in games that were really controversial losses. I'm just like, hmm, that kind of seems odd. But anyways, I'm going to stay away from that. The first error in the coaching's decisions was playing zone defense for most of the game and watching the Huskies quarterback Michael Penix Jr. pick apart our secondary. Trying to rely on college kids to play zone defense is a recipe for disaster, and that was evident Saturday as the Ducks secondary could not cover their own zones. 
The second error was going for it on fourth and short without starting quarterback Bo Nix in the game after he was knocked out, temp- knocked out temporarily from the game. Ty Thompson has proven at every opportunity he has gotten that he cannot make the right decision on the RPO run. So instead of punting and hoping our defense can sent, um, sit hold, make a hold and send the game into overtime or make a play and give them an opportunity to win, plus Bo Nix was begging to go back in on that fourth down play and the staff decided against it. The defense did manage to hold Washington to a field goal attempt, but Oregon could not move into field goal range to try to tie up the game to send it into overtime that way or, of course, score a touchdown to win the game. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man, this is crap. Uh, you and I both know we don't, neither of us like a zone defense. Um, no. Too much hit and miss, man. And, uh. You get picked apart easily. Yeah, and the shit with Bo Nix, dude, he wanted to go back in. They should have let him go back in just for that play. Right. I mean, that like, I, I don't get it. You know, what, what are you doing? Just trying to prove that you're the coach and you do as I say. I mean, basically, because well, then it didn't make sense to me. Then why did he go back when we got the ball back to try to go down and drive, drive down the side of the game up at least? Yeah. Then why is he back in then? If he's not going to be, if he's not good enough to be on that fourth down play, then he shouldn't have been in for the rest of the game. Yeah. Let Ty Thompson stay in and try to do something, and then make a decision if you go into overtime whether or not you feel that Bo Nix is ready. If you thought Bo Nix was ready on that second drive where he has to drive down anyways, yeah, you should have just put in Bo. When the game tied on fourth and short and let him make the decision. Because at least Bo's gotten so much better at, re- at the zone read. He sometimes doesn't read it properly enough. But I'd rather have the guy who's been doing it all year than the that, guy who can't do it at all. That and the guy that, you know, if, if you can, if if he can get a little bit of leg room, he can get, he can get that, that uh, you know. He can get it himself, yeah. He can get it himself. And that's yeah. what bothered me because Thompson, if he actually keeps the, pl- keeps the ball on that, he was. He would have actually ran for a first down, and it was not like it was fourth and forever. It was a. It was fourth and three. Yeah. And they knew we were running, and you still ran it right into them. And you did nothing. I'm sitting there going, "What the hell are you doing?" And don't get us started on zone defenses, because, oh my god, yeah. I just I can't deal with a zone defense. Look, I kind of get it in the NFL because in the NFL. It's what you do a lot of the time because you can't just play man because, unfortunately, there are times when their best is better than your best and you can't leave them one-on-one on an island out there. So I understand. you got to sometimes let them play zone and try to make a play. But our guys couldn't even read their, their zone areas right. They couldn't yeah. get to their spot where they needed to make it a harder pass for Penix. He was picking us apart. And it was just unbelievable. And it's just like, dude, somebody make a play. And they couldn't make a play. You just couldn't do it. And I'm just sitting there just like, you're baffling me with your stupidity. Because when we got that pick late in the game, it's like that should have been the end of it. And then it didn't end up happening. And it's just like, and I'm going to stay away from my conspiracy. You're out of the theory. My conspiracy theories. There you go. <sighs> but, hey, at least Florida won. So we'll take that, right? right. We're happy about that. I mean, so... Uh, we're going to kind of sort of hop on the SC. Oh, I am anyways. I don't know about him, but I'm going to kind of sort of hop on the SC bandwagon. So that way we have some Pac-12 representation. Because we already know the SEC is pretty much going to be going to be represented and still possibly represented by two teams. So, yeah. And hopefully, for the love of God, it's not Bama somehow. 
I don't know, man. You know how Bama is. So. I, I don't see, though, how you can put a two-loss Bama in front of a one-loss Tennessee, though. True. Especially since Tennessee has the head-to-head win, also. Yeah. That's just me, though. But at the same time, I know how the college playoff committee is, and they're retarded, so... Kind of why they're kind of going with twelve a twelve team um, playoff soon, so that way Bama can still make it that way too. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're ready to shift gears and talk about the big boys. All right, so the people who actually get played or paid to play, sort of. <laughs> uh, on Thursday night football, the Panthers won in the slog, beating the Falcons at home twenty five to fifteen. The Buccaneers battled the Seahawks in Munich, Germany. Came out on top, 21-16. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars, 27-17. The Dolphins stomped on the Browns to a tune of a 39-17 win. The Steelers handled the Saints at home, winning 20-10. Despite both teams being without their starting quarterbacks, the Cardinals beat the Rams, 27-17. God, I was just not having a good football weekend. Anyways... Uh, And what happened to probably be the best game of the weekend, though, the Vikings outlasted the Bills in Buffalo in overtime, 33-30. The Vikings beat the Bears 31-30 in Chicago. The Titans handled the Broncos 17-10. The Giants took care of business against the Texans, winning 24-16. The Colts went into Vegas and came out with a win, win, 25-20, over to the Raiders, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. The Cowboys would lose to the Packers in overtime in Lambeau, 31-28, blowing a 14-point lead also. On Sunday Night Football, the Chargers tried their best but just could not keep the 49ers down long as the Niners won 22-16. And on Monday Night Football, the Commanders ended the Eagles' undefeated hopes 32-21 after causing three turnovers. The Commanders ended that. Yes. What? Yes. So, Cooper, your takeaway from this weekend's NFL games. Well, there you go. That That's one of them. It's like, what? <laughs> that's just, what the fuck? He's over here, TJ. What? <laughs> it ain't right, dude. I mean, hey, man, you at least lose to a respectable team. Okay, one of the turnovers, though, really shouldn't have counted. And I agree with a lot of the pundits of the NFL if a uh, if you can see blatant face mask being pulled down, hmm. that should penalty should then be enforced on the replay after you're also reviewing the pl- replay to see if he still had control of the ball as he hit the ground. Clearly he didn't, but clearly it's a little hard to keep control of a ball when your face is being pulled. Yeah. So I'm agree that one yeah, shouldn't have counted. Need, they needed they need to uh, do some changes with the. Uh... But Quez Watkins, dude, his fumble was just asinine. The dude beats deep coverage, catches the ball. He kind of had to catch it off balance, so he ends up falling over, gets up, and as soon as he gets up and starts running again, he gets hit from behind, and the guy, and he's not, because he's not tucked the ball in, he's kind of holding it out here. The guy swipes, fumbles, and the ball gets recovered by Washington. Pretty much ended the night that way for uh, Philadelphia. Because if he would have landed that big play, they're probably going to have a chance to drive down, score a touchdown, and go ahead in that game. So that, and then also the stupid roughing the passer call, which I kind of didn't like being called, but it is what it is on that one. Uh, I'm not trying to say anything. It just, it was iffy to me. Yeah. But 
you but they called it so there's nothing you can really do about it but I mean that one but the Viking game against the Bills yeah in dude. Buffalo I caught the end of this game and I didn't need to see anything before this to see what the frick happened because I just I missed the catch by Justin Jefferson on fourth and eighteen the dude we all thought that Odell Beckham Jr.'s touchdown catch against the Cowboys was spectacular, that one-handed thing. No, no, no. Justin Jefferson's one-handed catch is the all-time greatest one-handed catch. The dude goes up one-handed while the defender's also catching the ball. They're basically catching it simultaneously. They come down together, but he, as they're hitting the ground, with one hand still, he doesn't even bring his other hand in to help him. He pulls the ball away from the defender. As they're going to the ground. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And I'm just like, the hell did he just Some do that? shit right there. With one hand, bro. It's like, you didn't even use your second hand for nothing. It was just like <laughs> there. It was just there because it's there. I'm just like, holy crap. And then for Buffalo, you stop him on fourth and goal. And then you turn around and... Because if that was it, that we all thought the game was over. Everyone was like, well, the game's over now because all Buffalo has to do is just, you know, run the clock. I mean, I get it. You're on your inch line, so you kind of got to get out of there. You may have to punt back, but more than likely, you're going to win the game. And to immediately fumble the snap and have them recover it in the, have the Vikings recover it in the end zone to take the lead. Like it, like I'm it's, just it's like, some mad shit, mad I'm just shit, sitting there man. like, what just happened? Because I thought maybe they got a safety on him. I was like, because I just saw, I, I saw Allen just go down. So I thought maybe he slipped. And I'm like, oh, they just got a safety. And then the ref just goes, touchdown. I'm like, touchdown? What the fuck are you talking about? Touchdown. And then they show the replay. And I'm like, oh, my God. What happened? I'm just not. And then Allen drives down, gets him in field goal range. Controversial incompletion, completion on the sideline. Some would say that probably would have stopped their momentum. I don't know. You can't really say that. There's still enough time they could have got the ball still a little bit closer and got in into Bass's field goal range, and it still could have been good and gone into overtime. And then Minnesota kills almost all the game clock in overtime after it's tied and goes into overtime. Only could kick a field goal, and Josh Allen almost drives him all the way down for a game-winning touchdown only to throw an interception to end the game. I was just like, this is the wildest 15 minutes of game time because I caught the last five minutes basically of the game and then the 10 minutes of overtime. This is like, like this is the longest 15 minutes of game time I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> Holy crap. And wildest. Crazy stuff, dude. So I'm going to ask you this question, and I'll give mine um, after this. Is Minnesota now legitimate to you after they are now tied with the Eagles for the top record in the in the whole league? Are they legitimate? To you. Uh, I mean, you got to keep it going. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they can keep it going, yeah, sure. If not, then, I mean, that that's the thing about the Vikings, you know. Sometimes they start off with, with a good record and then all of a sudden fall off. Yes. And that's that's my concern with it. We all remember the 98 Minnesota Vikings who went 15-1 and and failed to make it to the Super Bowl that year. Because they lost in overtime at home against Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. Atlanta then went and lost to Denver. My, 
I'm not buying into Minnesota yet either because what time was that game? 1 o'clock Eastern. Kirk Cousins, and this is statistically, is considered one of the best quarterbacks at the earliest window of the game. And he, like, gets worse later on in the day. Like, he's not as good at the 4 o'clock window game. And then prime time, you might as well have just guaranteed the other team got a W in that one. Yeah. Because he just he can't perform when the lights are on. So he's Tom Brady at the 1 o'clock game, and he's what, Sid Luckman? or Not Sid Luckman, but he's some crappy quarterback that you can just think of in prime time. Yeah. So if he could do that against a legitimate team, I mean a legitimate team because there's a chance he could play a crappy team in prime time. If he can do it against a legitimate team in prime time, then I might buy their legitimacy until then because they did lose already in prime time to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah. Show me you can do it in prime time and then I might buy it. But until then, sorry, dude. Not quite buying that. All right. You ready to move on? Let's do it. All right. Where was I? <laughs> sorry. I, that was just game. That game got me going. All right. So, the Rams' bad year uh, took a turn for the worse. They were without Stafford against the Cardinals. And during that game, Cooper Cup hurt his ankle and it required surgery. Uh, And he'll be out at least four weeks. The injury is considered four to eight weeks. So, yeesh. Um, Stafford was put in concussion protocol late last week, thus resulting him in missing the game. Then the Rams got more bad news as they're also losing an offensive lineman for the rest of the year with blood clot issues. Cooper, this season is just becoming a nightmare for the Rams. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, plagued by injury, and, you know, when your line isn't that great, mm-hmm. your quarterback's not protected. That's when, for sure. When you've only got one receiver that's that's legitimately good. And consistent. He's going to get hurt because, you know, he's your go-to. So, yeah. it, it really sucks to see this going on for, for the Rams, especially being that, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and won it. At least we got the Super Bowl. That's, so, that's all we got for this. The it's show just part. like you guys got the Super Bowl. We got man. one. I mean, dude, I, this off season, bro, I, I'm almost wanting a fire sale, man. We got to get some picks. I don't care. No more f them picks, bro. We need them picks, man. Right, right. I mean, I, that that kind of backfired on you guys, you know. And, yeah, we and went all sucks. crazy, like fuck them picks, bro. F them. Yeah, we got a Super Bowl out of it. Yeah, a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl. Nothing you can you can build on. That's you know. And by the way, how's that two-two Atwell pick looking still? That was stupid. Oh my God, we could have had an offensive lineman. We could have had a linebacker. Especially when you know that Wit is retiring. You knew he was going to retire. Why didn't you get an offensive lineman? Right. Or I don't just... get that. Somebody with something with anybody on the offensive line. It would have been look. No boom could have probably handled it okay, but still, that's it. No boom, and then basically no one. Because I'm sorry, I I respect Havenstein as a running as a running blocker tackler, tack tackler tackle that he is. But when you try to throw the ball, guess who sucks at covering uh, blocking? Havenstein. And our middle sucks. I'm sorry. I don't care what they rate Brian Allen when he's in there at center. He still sucks. We could have had Creed Humphrey. 
who's considered right now the best center, no matter who it is, in the league, and he's only in year two, three. Year three now. Yeah. So there you go. That's where I'm at. Sucks, man. Or we could have had Nick Bolton, who would have been a good middle linebacker, and we could have not had to waste. I'm sorry, I do love Bobby Wagner, but we wouldn't have to waste money on Bobby Wagner if we had Nick Bolton. Maybe we could have kept Von Miller. You know, but, well, whatever. Maybe then still be in contention and we could convince OBJ to stay. But, you know, whatever. That's just me. Especially kind of, we need him now. Fucking bastards. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on before I start crying over that. Okay, so after all the ridicule he and the organization received last week for his hiring, Jeff Saturday won his head coaching debut over the Raiders on the road. The Colts started Matt Ryan, who had his longest run of his career of 39 yards. That did seem to spark the team as they managed to win 25-20. to Cooper, what are your thoughts? What was the nickname they gave him? <laughs> Matty Wheels. Matty Wheels. He went from Matty Ice to Matty Wheels. <laughs> he used to have ice water in his veins. That's the way he I mean, threw the ball around. It's cool that Saturday got his first win, but let's be honest. Let's be serious right now. The Raiders are shit this year. Yeah. They're not that great. So, I mean, it's a win under your belt in the NFL. That's pretty sweet. But other than that, you know, you still have you still have a lot of room for growth. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with it. But Maddie Wills, dude, that's what I'm stuck on. <laughs> okay. Just want to point this out. This was posted by Indianapolis Colts on CBS Sports. CBS Sports. Maddie's... Matty Wheels' run of 39 yards is longer than these some quarterbacks and running backs of this year. <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm sorry to say this for you because it is your uh. guy, Najee Harris. Aaron Jones. That would be Green Bay Packers' um, lead star running back, Aaron Jones. Miles Sanders, star running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Joe Mixon, star running back of the Cincinnati Bengals. David Montgomery, who is of, I believe, still with Chicago. I believe. I think that's right. I don't freaking know where anymore. A.J. Dillon, the backup to Aaron Jones. Ezekiel Elliott. Remember him? Yeah. Dallas Cowboys? Remember the old Zeke? Well, the new Zeke can't do that anymore, can he, apparently? No. This one is surprising. Alvin Kamara of the Saints. The yeah. speed back from them. That's kind of a shocker. Uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts. Uh, running back Michael Carter, uh, running back Raheem Mostert. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a hit on Raheem Mostert, who's sharing the backfield in Miami. Um, he, they're doing a split. Of course, they just moved on from Edwards, so or I mean, sorry, Chase Edmonds. So yeah. he's kind of the feature back now. I was kind of like, that's not really fair when he wasn't the Mostert wasn't really the feature back. For most of the season. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of a little disrespectful to Mostert, man. Uh, let's see here. Kareem Hunt, again, he shares the backfield with Chubb in Cleveland. I kind of feel like that's not really respectful. Because yeah. he doesn't get enough carries. Um, even though if he had an opportunity, yes. Uh, Daniel Jones, and you can make fun of Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is an actual mobile quarterback. Considered very good fleet of foot. But yeah, that's kind of funny. James Conner. Conner really hasn't been the same since he's left Pittsburgh. He really wasn't the same as he was going out the door from Pittsburgh uh, that he was um, when he took over for Le'Veon Bell that one year. 
Uh, let's see, Leonard Fournette, again, shares the backfield, even though he is the primary back in Tampa. Still not really the whole bread and butter because their run game has been terrible. Melvin Gordon, again, can't really make fun of Gordon because he's sharing the field. And Damian Harris. That one you can make fun of because it's New England and that's basically all they got is a running game. So <laughs> Then there's that, right? Yes. So, But that's sad. That's a lot of good talent on their on that list, though. If you take away the guys who are having to share a lot of their duty with another player, right? like I named off. But, you know, that's, that's kind of funny, though. So, yeah, but <laughs> if you're the Raiders, though, you're sitting there looking at this going, they hired a guy off of the couch, basically, to be their head coach. And they beat us. Mm-hmm. At home. Yeah. I could see if it was in Indianapolis. I could give you that. A little bit of a kind of a home, you know, the fans are trying to rally behind yeah, exactly. the team, trying to give them everything. You know, yeah, let's yeah. go. Everybody hyped up. They're all hyped up. We're at home. Yeah, we're feeling the vibe from the crowd because the crowd's just trying to feeding off the energy from the crowd. But they came into your home with a guy they basically hired off the couch and beat you. Yeah. That's bad. That's, that's when you know you're not having a good year. And speaking of crying, it caused David Carr to get a little, sorry, Derek Carr to get a little emotional. Wrong, wrong car quarterback. And uh, he kind of got a little teary-eyed in a press conference recently about talking about um, how he's seen everybody putting in the, their effort and it's not resulting in wins and stuff. So, I mean, let's be honest. That's that's what the NFL's about. And, you know, Derek Carr is... He's one of them quarterbacks. He's very underrated. He is mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. If you give him enough talent around him. Oh yeah. And you give him the proper coaching. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Raiders, though, you almost wish you kept the interim coach that you took you to the playoffs last year because at least you were winning. Right. And you made the playoffs. I mean, granted, I'm sure they would still rather have Gruden, honestly. If if all that crap didn't come out about Gruden, they, yeah. you know, they wouldn't be in that situation anyways to begin with. But uh, Siaka at least kept him going and got him into the playoffs. Right now, you're just kind of looking at this going, uh, the frick is going on. Exactly. So, that's just crazy. Uh, oh, man. Anything else crazy from this week? I don't think that was. I think that's it. Nope, that's it, brother. I mean, I almost wasted 10 whole minutes on just the Bills and Vikings alone. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Bet no one would have pictured that one. <laughs> almost 15 whole minutes on Bills, Vikings. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Couldn't call that in a million years, bro. That's probably once in a lifetime. Maybe we'll see. You never know with us and football. Football football gets crazy now. Loving it. All right. So we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll be doing our live. We'll be doing sports talk. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, We got some baseball news. The awards have been given out. Uh, Just um, not sorry. (sighs) Qualified offers um, were sent out. Only two accepted. Everybody else declined. So. We're moving on for into full-fledged um, hot stove off-season topics for baseball, basketball. Lakers are still lakering. Nets are still netting. That's a weird verb to say because yeah, that's yeah. actually a real verb and so the Lakers are lakering. <laughs> but hey, I made it work somehow. Uh, jazz. 
I have to double check, but they last I checked, they were the number one seed in the West. We talked about it last week. They or last time they were the third seed, so now they were the number one seed. Yeah. So we'll probably make an up give an update on what's going on there. Um Yeah, weird things are happening in the NBA right now, bro. It's crazy. It's gonna be fun to talk about. Um definitely gonna be. If you get a chance, check out the showcase podcast. We will be on that tomorrow as well. Um, and once we get into our live, we'll discuss um, how to view it um, if you missed out on it when it goes live. I'm believing he's doing a live with us at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, Eastern. it's going to be fun, dude. Uh, it is. Get to talk about the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, talk about our journey and, and how we started the podcast and, you know, and our goals and where we're going with it and just... Just have a good time, man. Absolutely. Get our, get our names out there. That's that's really what we want. I mean, yep. uh, ever since, you know, I, I thought for a while there we were on a roll with this whole, you know, wrestling thing where we're getting calls for, to do interviews with wrestlers, things like that, and it just kind of went... Well, the, the pandemic, pandemic did not yeah, help us. it didn't help us at all. Yeah, so... But... So we kind of did a little bit of a reboot, retooled, and now we're cooking with gas. We're back, dude. We're back, and we're doing good, man. It's been fun. It is. I can't wait for this whole new rebranding. I can't wait to set up our studio better and Mm -hmm. have our lives a little bit more, you know, a little bit more uh, seer-friendly, I guess, because, you know, our our, our lighting sucks in here, but uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll get it squared away, like we said, after the holiday season. We'll start really working on it. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I'm excited about this. Me too. All right, so that will do it for us here with Football Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at... Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.